Welcome everybody to episode 145 of the 2 on 3 podcast where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at 2 on 3 pod on Twitter and you can send us email at at 2 on 3 pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris and you should see a physician if your election lasts longer than four days. And you can find me at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me per usual is Ty. Ty, where are you seeking help on social media? Just trying not to post too much right now at SEATJK. <laughs> I was let's get a little loose with it on, on Tuesday. I was like, you know, this isn't helping anyone, least of all me. I just, I mean, you know, I mean, on the whole, I, I, I've talked my, about my politics on the show before. Sure. So I, I don't hide from it by any means. Yeah, but there's this. It's 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 a it's a bubbling cauldron of uh, Twitter is a bubbling cauldron of poop right now. So, um, and we'll and maybe we'll touch we'll round back on that in the OT when we when we do. All right. Yeah, we'll save it for the end. That way, if if you don't want to hear about it, you can turn it off before we get there. (laughs) But today we're kind of pretending we're other people. I like it. So so we're so we're gonna talk a little bit. uh, We're do a little Halloween recap, Um, and then um, we'll talk about body swap movies where people get to be other people. Um, and then we'll touch on some passive aggressive notes, which I thought were pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot of, and uh, consider, I think people should be more, let's go back to being passive aggressive as opposed to aggressive aggressive. Can we just, uh, I might make a plea for that <laughs> later, <laughs> but, but uh, thanks to, um, you know, since Chris Meyer was on this show the other week and we talked about candy bars, like my, my life has just been sort of filled with candy bar. You know how, you know how like, there are times where you're thinking about buying a new car and you say, you know, I'd like to buy this particular brand and model and you never see them on the road. Then everywhere you look now you see that brand and model. Right? Sure. It just becomes to the forefront of your mind and it's everything you see. Candy bars for some odd reason have popped to the very forefront of my brain. Like I see candy bars everywhere now. Well, it's candy season. I know. I mean, that helps that it was peak candy season. <laughs> it helps that, but but I just I'm taking much more like careful note of like, ooh, you know, do, you know, how do I feel about that candy bar? Okay, like, so uh, like you're you're really are you spending a lot of time in the aisle? I I tend to I I, I slow rolled the aisle the other day. <laughs> increasing your are you increasing in, your COVID risks? You can browse <laughs> the candy bar <laughs> in two different places. I had to go get a greeting card, mm-hmm. so I was at the drugstore. I like the drugstore because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people in the drugstore. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's definitely so. You know, you can go to the supermarket for a greeting card. Yeah, but no, you go to the drugstore for the greeting card because it's there's like six people in the whole store, including except employees. when you go to check out, all the people are at the <laughs> all the people at are at the, the front. Correct, they're so all there did, at the same time. I slow rolled the aisle looking for you know Cadbury products because you know Chris Meyer had posted that like the dominant Cadbury. And yes. we still don't have it in the United States. It just doesn't exist for us. And then, uh, and then I could have got I, a caramello. I could have. And then I, and then I received as a gift a couple of uh, of king size candy bars. This is what we're talking about. Not fun size, not bullshit fun size, but king size. Mm-hmm. And I got the uh, I got the whatchamacallit, which I'm looking very forward to eating. Um, maybe during a round of golf at some point. And the Fifth Avenue bar, which I I. I hadn't recalled ever having a Fifth Avenue bar. I know what it looks like. Yeah. But I, I, I was thinking to myself, if I, I'm sure somewhere, I mean, I've been on this planet. I'm a fat person who's been on this planet for like half a century. 
I mean, I must have okay. eaten a Fifth Avenue bar at some point, but I couldn't recall ever having eaten one. So, have you opened it? Have you eaten it? No, I'm again. I it. I just I stare at it. I see it's. I have it on this. It's on the counter near the near the kitchen, and I look at it a lot. I'm, well, I'm just. I'm I want to hear. I want to know what it is. All right, I'll eat it before next week, and I'll let you know what it's. It about. looks pretty good. It's yeah. Uh, Peanut butter crunch layers enrobed in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when things are enrobed. But it's good to be enrobed. I will have to tell you, though, the highlight of my Halloween. There are two highlights of my Halloween. Okay. First is your hair. <laughs> as you were dressed as, as your, in your Bucky Barnes costume. I just, I saw that picture and I was just like, yes. <laughs> like, thankfully, you've got enough, you've got enough thick coverage of hair. And that makes it that makes that costume work. Like I'm, I'm sort of struggling at this point now with sort of a pre-hair plug Steven Seagal like above the law kind of thing that's going on. I'm not. Like, I have no comments about your current slick back situation. Or, or maybe, or maybe sort of like um, late model Barry Melrose is kind of what I've got kind of going right now. <laughs> I'll tell so, you, there was a lot of blow drying and a lot of flat ironing to get my hair to look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was that was quality. Um, and then the, the uh, and then my son put on the costume again since kindergarten now. So he's been so I thought it was second grade. So I uh-huh. misquoted. I went back into the photo archives, all the way back to 2014, and he's been wearing that costume since 2014. I mean, does it like go and to his a, knees? <laughs> yeah, but it's but because of the construction of this costume, it just continues to work. It just it's it's the best costume. It's the best fifteen dollars we ever spent on anything. Because when he bought it, it covered his whole body, and now it doesn't matter. He just it just still covers it, his body to like it, the hip. Yeah, and he wears like, pants. Yes, it looks like a shirt with a shark tail on it. Uh huh. And it's a vest, so that there's no sleeves on it. So he just sticks his arms through it, and then he, the head. Then he looks out the shark's mouth. Right. With his face, it still works. It's going to work next year. It's going to work until he's twenty. And then he's going to pass it on to his children. I, I totally told him. I said, I said, this is your costume. This is your birthright. This is an heirloom now. <laughs> You've worn this every year since you were in kindergarten. It is a treasure. It's become a treasure now. That's wild. It's amazing. It's, I think it's, <laughs> What's it made of? How is it like? <laughs> I just, I really take, I, when he came down the stairs with it on, mm-hmm. I, I felt like a, a real thrill. I, I, I saw him and I said, I couldn't have been more excited. It's just, you know how a good streak, a good streak is yeah. something to be treasured. Right? Okay. Like those are some of the things like in sports and in life, like every year I eat at this restaurant on my birthday or every, you know, I think streaks are, streaks are like they mark the time, right? Yeah. I know what you mean. And this is just one of those things. I saw him coming on the stairs like, this is the best. I just, I just, was, I was just thrilled. The commentary on like the. How exciting your life is! <laughs> <laughs> I like it's my life. I like my life when, it, when it's about this exciting. I mean, this is right. this is by design. I'm sure. I like to I like to live a a reasonably well examined existence, but I don't want a lot of drama. I like I'd like to be I'd like to have enough space to be academic about things, right? And not get swirled into any sort of any sort of drama, but no, I, 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 I spend all this time examining what I'm doing so that I don't repeat mistakes and then make my life more difficult for no reason. I, there's nothing, there's no moment in time and I'm harder on myself when I've made a mistake that I know was avoidable. 
<laughs> yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so how did your how did your Halloween turn out? We had like a neighborhood thing. I'll 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 just jump into my story first. Sure. This woman, our neighbor, who we have sort of a I wouldn't say it. We have a funny past with her because she tends to get really emotional about things. Okay. Um, I think in the it, neighborhood? Yes. Did I did I tell you didn't I did I tell you the story about how my son cut her son off at the bus? I don't think so. Oh, let me tell you the story then. Okay, so years ago, she appears on our front door, and my wife, who ha- works from a home office, mm-hmm. um, answered the door. And it was this woman, and she was beside herself emotional. And she said, through a, 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 through a, a wall of tears, my, it's my son's birthday today, and he was really looking forward to getting on the bus first. Like, this was the, we had to, for a short time, we had to take a bus. Like mm-hmm. t- usually, he walks to school because it's closed. But they had closed this the back stairwell for like the back path for construction purposes, mm-hmm. and so the kids couldn't walk to school. They had to take this bus. This bus came around. She's like, "It's his birthday today. He was really looking forward to being first on the bus. And when the bus door opened, your son and another boy jumped on the bus in front of him. She rang our doorbell. She came to our house." rang our doorbell to cry and be emotional about this to my wife, who was like, did you tell him that you're, did you announce to the kids at the bus stop that your son's birthday was today and he wanted to get on the bus first? Like, we didn't know. So so she was, like, wildly emotional about it. We are just like, okay. There's I have so many things to say, I have nothing to say. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, it's all, it's just patently absurd, so we just, we'll just accept yes. that part and move on. Yes, and then, so fast forward, mm-hmm. she, she puts a bunch of, uh, letters on the doors a couple of weeks back uh, to houses where she knows there are kids. And they say, I'd like to do something for the kids in the neighborhood in terms of right. having a safe Halloween. So what I'm asking is that if you buy candy and, and bring it to my house, I will bag it up for you. I will take precautions mm-hmm. and I will be the only one handling this candy and you can, and then I will bag it up and bring it back to you and uh, for you to give to kids. That was a good idea. It's a great idea, and so so she does that to all. So, um, but what she didn't sort of realize is that so everybody set up a table in their house and like put out the bags without touching them, and uh, in each bag had a map in it that showed all the participating houses, and so the kids would take the map and they would go around the neighborhood. Uh-huh. But what she didn't take into account was there are some people in the neighborhood who didn't participate but rolled their kids out into the rolled their kids out onto the street for Halloween and of course were coming by and taking candy. Uh-huh. But what she had the assumption she had made was that out of the 20 houses that were t- participating, she made 20 like she counted up the kids or whatever and knew that it was about 20 bags of candy with a couple extra. Maybe it was like 15 kids but Five extra bags of candy. Yeah, this woman's got a tight, real tight grip. She got <laughs> so this crew of neighborhood kids, the parents, and this sea of knee-high little ones were going around the neighborhood getting candy, mm-hmm. just like you do on. So obviously, so by the time some of the other kids who are participating, who have their maps, had gone to some places, and the candy was very well picked over, like almost, and at some points gone. Uh-huh. So she starts like running around the neighborhood. She comes over to our house where my wife is manning our table 
and is crying <laughs> about the fact that these kids who, quote unquote, weren't participating are taking all the candy. <laughs> so, so I was, of course, my wife and I were just standing there. Of course, we kind of expected we had, you know, we had a little extra candy. And my son had run around the neighborhood earlier and collected candy. So I sort of took some of his bags out of his bag. I said, hey, just look in the bags and look what candy you don't like. <laughs> and put, let's put those bags back on our table. And if, just, no one, and if no one collects those bags, you can have them back. Right. Like, or just so. make a list and I'll just go to the store tomorrow and get you whatever you want. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's on sale anyway. Yeah. So, so anyway, that was, that was our Halloween drama. But it was, it was a nice... <laughs> It, it it started out as this really nice idea, yeah. But but she had made some assumptions that that uh, that as as Halloween wore on, turned out to be poor assumptions on her part. Well, I mean, you put out the bowl. It's got to be enough. She knows there's assholes in the world, right? Like it's not even like <laughs> if the people like these are not. regular. I don't think it's even weird. Like the, the people went around like, oh, went to the door and there was it was out there, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's here. I don't know that you're doing this special for the, the specific club that you've put together. Right. Golden tickets. Right. right? You, I'm, where's I'm your not ticket? read in on your deal. I just thought you left some candy on the porch. That's right. kind of what we're doing. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, I, you got to account for some, some, shrink, some shrinkage in your uh, inventory there. Right. And what are you going to tell these little kids? You can't have the candy? Hey, little fuckers. You, you your parents candy. didn't get, get in on this deal, so you can't have any of this. <laughs> This isn't for you. That seems poor. Go screw off. No, we just did the home thing. Like, uh, like I talked about, um, had the kids, they did it. We did a, a, a ghost hunt in the yard. So mm-hmm. instead of Easter eggs, like there was um, lollipops and candy dressed up like ghosts in the trees and stuff. And it was a fairly nice day. So it was uh, nice to be outside for a while. And then later on, um, I had the kids trick or treat inside the house. And I, I put on three different costumes. So I had my, my Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier costume. And then, uh, and then I just, I swapped in, a, I had this, like a skull and crossbones t-shirt on underneath it. And then I swapped in a leather, like a, a motorcycle jacket. And then I was just Keanu Reeves at one, at one door. Okay. Like, hey kids, happy Halloween. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't know what it was, but my wife was laughing. And then. Like, we don't know who Keanu Reeves is, dad. Yeah. And then I, uh. I swapped the t-shirt out for my X-Men t-shirt, brushed my hair up real quick. Yeah, it was there all, you go. I, I brushed it up real quick and then had the, the, the mean Wolverine costume. Like, I was all rude to them when they came to knock on the door. <laughs> Bub? Did you call yeah. them Bub at any I point? I did. I did. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great. We, had, we also had, like, an indoor. Um, each of us made up our room as a, as a stop for Halloween. I mm-hmm. had, the, uh, I had the, uh, the, thriller, the thriller tutorial, dance yes. tutorial. Mm-hmm. And then we had like a witch's brew and some snack. And then my son made, I thought he made jello shots, to be honest with you. But it, was just, <laughs> it, it turns out it was just regular jello. So I was like, okay. oh, this is bullshit. This is a bullshit party, bud. I thought it was going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, that sh- probably should have been a segment. But that was really kind of like our, our open. It, it was, was a long a- prologue. <laughs> but it was an important prologue. I had a good, all in all, despite some emotional neighbor. Um, I had a pretty good Halloween. Yeah, that that lady sounds like she might need maybe a pill or something. <laughs> Perhaps. 
I think she's I think she's got a good heart. I think she's just she's just kind of spun up. You know, she's like the she's like the the Tasmanian devil. You know, she's uh, there's just a whirlwind that just that just exists around her. Yeah, I think she's <laughs> just holding on real tight. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. All right. Let's go to segment 1. All right. So, in segment 1, which might be a double segment. <laughs> might be. I hope so. Um we're going to talk about uh body swap movies. Now, um I don't know who brought it up. Somebody brought it up on Twitter the other day. Maybe it was Matt um, from Reasons Are, Facapod, well, and, uh, or was it Jay? I don't, somebody. But um, either way, somebody had brought up the fact that uh, somebody brought up body swap movies. Oh, I thought and, it was the freak, the freaky trailer, right? The trailer for the Vince Vaughn movie. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's what it was. That's what it was. Who, whoever posted that. Anyway. Um, the uh, yes, that's how it started. It was a, a uh, there's a movie coming out where um, Vince Vaughn is a serial killer and and through some cosmic means body swaps with a teenage girl, with a cute teenage girl, and of course hilarity ensues. I don't know. It's generally <laughs> it's generally how these madcap misadventures start, right? With the body swap. So this is a this is a very um, it's always a very interesting. Um, if you're a writer and you say, I'm going to write a movie, it's like, I'm going to write a body swap movie. It's always like, it's hard to, it's hard to find something new, right? Mm-hmm. This is just, I mean, the Vince Vaughn thing just strikes me as the hot chick, except <laughs> he's a serial killer instead yeah. of being Rob Schneider. Sure. So we'll just see how it plays out. But I thought we would do a, a classic two on three stack rank. All right. Of, of body swap movies. Sounds good to me. All right. So first I'd like to go into the honorable mentions, which... Um, I think oh, wait, wait. I have a qualification question for you. Sure. Is this, Big a body swap movie? This is, this is a very, this is part of my, this was part of my, uh, this is maybe, yeah. Like, is 13 know. going on 30 a body Should, swap okay, movie? Okay, so, so hang on to that thought. <laughs> okay. But for my, for my honorable mentions, the ones that didn't make my list. Yes. I would like to go, like, Fight Club. I think Fight Club is a body swap movie, essentially. Okay. He's kind of it's a single di- single direction, but I think that's going to have to be allowed for for the purposes of. Okay, that's what just we're an discussing. honorable mention. Yeah, uh, another one that struck me from the album, multiplicity. You remember multiplicity with Michael Keaton? I do. That's kind of a body swap movie. Again, it, it exists on the fringe of body swap movies. Okay, like he, you know, yeah. I, I understand. The, I understand. Like I understand the concessions you're making to the format yeah. here. Like there's a there's sort of a mistaken identity thing, which kind of turns into a body swap movie. So I put Man in the Iron Mask on my on my list of sort of honorable mention body swap movies. Okay, so then I'm definitely going to include in my honorable mentions Dave because okay. I wasn't going to include Dave. That that I think Dave is a body swap. That's movie. A mistaken can, identity. That's a different thing. But yeah, I, I mean, but, I understand what you're saying. But in spirit, yes. it becomes it because it, in spirit, it's as it, far it as plays everyone like else in the movie is concerned, it's a body swap. Like he's just right. a different person now. He just even a, looks exactly the same. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the um, so the uh, so this so that's when I'm that's what uh, that's where I'm going with this. The um. <laughs> and then just for just for uh, for Jay at uh, you know seven days a geek, uh, I put bad boys in. That's a spot. So because there's that whole section where he has to pretend to where, be Mike where, Lowry. Yes, he has to pretend to be Mike Lowry. So anyway, I, just, I come uh, with the thunder. <laughs> come with the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um so so go ahead and uh, make your argument then for uh, um 
what I what I call the big eighteen again, 30, 13 going on thirty body swap movie. Make my argument in this that it should count. That it should count. I think if you're gonna, I mean, if those others are even in consideration, then you have to count it. Like if there's a mystical, if you spend other time, like if if, if the movie require, if the movie centers around one, or does it have to be? We never agree that it had to be two people switching bodies. Just one person is in a different body than their own, and I don't think that you waking up as yourself but older or younger is the same thing. I mean, it's 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 a different body than your current, you know, because you have your your mental state. I mean, this used to be a daydream I used to love to have. Is like, what would it be like to go back to high school as like a 25-year-old in a 16-year-old's body? You would hate it. Well, yeah, it'd be <laughs> frustrating as hell. It would be awful. Like, if I put my my 50-year-old brain, 51-year-old brain, well, into, now, my, into my 15-year-old body, it would just be wildly, like, you wouldn't be able to drive like, like that. It would just drive you nuts, right? You'd I think like, if you go 24 oh. to 16, that's the sweet spot. Like, and you also yeah. have to assume that your your, your assumption is that it's per, that it's permanent, because mm-hmm. you get an opportunity to sort of redo all the dumb shit that you did and wanna, like do it wanna, much better. I don't want to retake the SAT, right? I don't want to do any of that bullshit. I guess I'd go to community college. I mean, there's so many things that I would just like. Oh blow well, off. now I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't waste time before your school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd change a lot of shit. So no, I would have got like my I would have got my professional certifications way earlier. I would have totally just yeah, I would have completely redone, redone my career and my romantic life. In this in in this group of uh in this group of movies, um certainly going forward is way more frightening than going backward. Like I don't like if Josh Baskin when you if you woke up and you were you know, you were 12 yeah. and then you woke up and you were 25, you I don't. I can't imagine how wildly frightened you'd be, like in in real life. No, you're ill-equipped. Yeah, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle it. If you go back, you're just annoyed the whole time. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but at least you know how to kind of deal. You'd be able yeah. to fake your way through. Certain yeah, you'd just be and... like churlish. <laughs> no one would like you because after like three weeks, you're like, "What is your deal? Yeah, what is your problem? Why do you hate everything?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, so uh, so did so. Let's just jump into your stack rank since okay. it seems like maybe Big or one of these movies or three of these movies are in your stack rank. <laughs> no, I, Big is, but I, my, my honorable mentions before we get there, uh, okay. I, I included Prelude to a Kiss. Okay. Uh, I, I think it was just purely for the the quality of the, the – just actually mostly how Alec Baldwin and Meg Ryan look in 1992. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I included The Change Up, a recent Jason Bateman, Ryan Reynolds, very forgettable body swap movie, but mm-hmm. it's – Bateman and Ryan Reynolds, these are two funny guys. Right. I will watch that. Like, you put that on. I'm not going to complain. I'm an attractive single dude who gets laid a lot. I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm a I'm a straight-laced dad. Let's yeah. swap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I put original Freaky Friday. Okay. Um, I think that... The it's, special it's, effect of... The special effect of original <laughs> Freaky Friday was always really... Really... Well, it's, it's also just... It's the first time you can see Jodie Foster, like, become her real self... Because <laughs> she's really good at acting like an adult, right? Yeah, uh, and then I had thirteen going on thirty just on the outside looking in there. All right, I hear you. Okay. All right, so number five for me, uh, vice versa. Judge Reinhold, Fred Savage, uh, Haunted Skull. Yes. Okay. So I had this was also my number five. Okay. But I'm looking back. I. I'm still amazed that Judge Reinhold got a leading man push, like a really hard leading man push in yeah. this era. Like yeah. after Fast Times, like he got 
a handful of great shots at stuff. Like, of course, maybe the, his most successful piece being Beverly Hills Cop. But like they they tried to push him as a as a leading like a comic lead. <laughs> and I don't think no. I don't know. I I was never really sold on Judge Reinhold as a lead actor. I think see as a younger person I was like I had an affinity for him. Yeah. Now Fred on the other hand was great. Like we you know Fred always like childhood Fred Savage was was he is aggressively overacting in everything. <laughs> I went back and watched the trailer for this and I was like oh yeah vice versa. And I was like, why, why is he shouting all his lines? <laughs> That's true. He's just chewing scenery. Uh, but the what I like about Vice Versa specifically is that it is one of the few body swap movies that um, deals with the fact that his parents are divorced. And then he has to go. So Judge Reinhold, the dad, has once he's in Fred Savage's body, has to go live with his ex-wife as her son. And that's like a fairly me- like meaningful part of the movie. Right. And it just get, as an adult now, like as a kid, that's ha ha funny. And he's uh-huh. like, he's, you know, he's like, leave me alone, mom or whatever. But as an adult, I was like, can you imagine I've got to go live with my ex-wife yeah. and she's going to like boss me around like a child. Yeah. But you're supposed to learn something, right? I, you know, um, vice versa also has the wildly underrated Kareen Borer, who was sort of the Julie Bowen of the early eighties. Kind of this, she was the, attractive blonde okay bubbly blonde she's also in she's also in uh dead solid perfect for i know matt's listening so anyway (laughs) she's she's always she was always welcome to come around in the early 80s and um she's probably a familiar face you've 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 definitely seen her for sure yeah i'm familiar with i like i i haven't seen her in a while but yes i am familiar with who she is yeah i don't know if she's i don't you don't know if you see her around much the uh yeah, so the partner film to this is obviously um, my number four, okay. which is Like Father, Like Son, the Kirk Cameron Dudley Moore. Is that the one yeah, where his dad, dad is like a preacher? No. Okay, no, I don't... His dad is... His dad's just a corporate schmo. Okay. And he's... And he's See, a... I, I've let real-life Kirk Cameron completely obscure <laughs> movie Kirk Cameron for me. <laughs> Again, looking back, this is one of those things where Kirk Cameron was the most popular teen yeah. actor on the planet for a good few years. Like, I don't, it never really translated into movie stardom. No. Like, I think he tried a couple of times. I mean, if his agent was smart, they would have got, he would have gotten Marty McFly, right? He would have, you know, he, I mean, that's the only, <laughs> I think that would have been his only vehicle to, to, Film immortality would probably have been to steal he, that. He's an actor of limited skill. Actor of limited skill, but you know he had some comedicness to him. Yes, um, but it's it's funny looking back. It's like whoa, Kirk Cameron. Well, <laughs> all right. That did not make my list. I've okay. seen I've seen that movie maybe once, maybe. I, to me, Dudley Moore was like, no, I don't. Who's I don't need to see that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dudley Moore was the biggest actor on the planet for like five. Six years, seven years. Yeah, not for me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, my number four is the the remake, the Freaky Friday 2003 version. The Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis version. Lindsay Lohan, absolutely her most appealing. Like, I can't, I, I can't think of a more appealing version of Lindsay Lohan than Freaky Friday. That's probably correct. Yeah. That movie, I think the reason it makes my list is because the kids watched it recently, and it ages pretty well. It's like it didn't seem super dated. It, it, it was actually... 
better than I would have expected it to be. Um, so I, I do, I don't necessarily recommend it, but if you have to watch it, it's, it's not a bad experience. All right. All right. My number three was prelude to a kiss. Oh, really? Top five for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I think there's a, there's a certain, you know, there's a certain like, uh, the weirdness to it. Well, first of all, yeah, it's super think, weird. Again, again, I think. Alec Baldwin and Meg Ryan at nearly their most appealing cells. Yes. And then there's the weird old man thing. <laughs> weird aspect. <laughs> and then, but I think it's really well acted. And I think it's because I think it's based on a play. So it, it, it is based on a famous play. So I think it's, I think it's as from all the body swap movies, I think it's the best like acted one. I think it's played. They don't play it for laughs. It's played very seriously. Yes. And um, it's played very sort of tragically. You have a, you know, you have a woman who is getting married, but she just wishes like her whole life could be over. Like she could skip it all and just get to the end. And then you have this old man who's lived his life and he would like to go back and do things over again. And, you know, you know, kiss the bride kind of wish bang, they swap. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's not played for laughs, which I think makes it uh, makes it a little more um, of a uh, of a um, a novelty it, on this list, right? Because it's usually played it's usually played as comedy. It wouldn't have been the worst thing if they had written a little bit of comedy into this movie. Um, I particularly because they they bail out at the end because it's 1992, and so when Alec Baldwin goes to kiss the old spoiler alert. When he goes to kiss the old man, because it's still Meg Ryan in the old man's body, uh-huh. they sort of like, like it's like a snap cut immediately. She like, morphs. She, yes. He never has to really kiss the old man. No. And if he had to like kiss the old man and they were being serious, then I think that, I, you know, maybe I could, I could stick with you that it lands. But that, that's the gay panic a, in 1992 wasn't going to allow that to happen. That is obviously a producer-director decision because Alec Baldwin would have totally kissed an old man for movies, for for. You know, he would have done it for for acting purposes. He's getting paid. How much is he getting paid? No, I, I would I mean, kiss an old man right now for like ten thousand dollars, <laughs> right? Less, less. I would kiss an old man on the mouth for like I don't know five grand less. Five, okay, let's. Uh, if anybody knows <laughs> what's an old man, what's the sidebar? Least, if what's anybody, the least? What's the least amount of money you would take to kiss an old man right now? Does the old man have any any communicable diseases? No, no. He's just a, he's just an old man who just uh, who 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 you might think is your wife. Has he been quarantining? <laughs> yes, he's okay. taking all the. He's old. He's been taking all the. He's been alone. Yeah, I mean, what? A few hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred. For bucks. how long? How my open like mouth? One no, like just one good sort of like New Year's Eve soft, kiss. soft lips. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, meaningful, like three, yeah, four seconds. Like you're not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you don't. You're not. You're not. It's not a peck and a and a, and a dash. Five hundred yeah, bucks. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd do it easy for five maybe bucks. less. I might do it for like you know, buy one get one free uh, Big Mac coupon. <laughs> <laughs> Is right, the old man gonna like it? How how into it is it gonna be? <laughs> I don't know. It depends how it depends how good you are. Uh, fair enough. Maybe. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, what's what's next on next on your list? Next on my list again. This I don't, this does this qualify? Um, I think it's going to have to given the the circumstances we've discussed already. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Yes, I. I like that movie. It's really good. It's really good. Um, it's really the whole thing with the rock. 
and the this like the superpower of smoldering and have a nerd being in the rock's body and experiencing yeah. that that would be like for the first time is mm-hmm. it's really played really well I everyone's see, upset I didn't, I didn't see the sequel okay it's it's fine um it's actually not quite as funny because um the body swap isn't the same okay there's a different scenario for oh the it's swap. like danny devito yeah danny and Glover just, it, kind of thing it's yeah. for me it wasn't it just wasn't as much like okay the, the concept was worn a little thin by that point all right but um, the I first do, one's I, really really good yeah nick mm-hmm. jonas mm-hmm yeah, yeah, I like that. Movie. I like that movie. I think the movie's good. It's very entertaining. The premise is good. Um, I like the updated Jumanji. And again, I you know, I mean, I, The Rock doesn't do enough comedy to be honest. Um, yeah. He always brings a little humor even to the action roles. I think in general because he's just sort of incredulous all the time. Wait, wait what did wait? A minute, what are we waiting on for The Rock these days? Because I mean, he was in every movie. Like every three months, he was in a movie for the last five years, and now because of COVID, like he's just sort of. I mean, they've obviously the the movie schedule's fallen off a cliff, but yeah, I have no idea what's um, coming out. Every yeah. time I see one of those th- coming to theaters Thanksgiving, I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, okay, yeah, I'm not, but good for you. <laughs> All right, my number two is Face Off. Okay, which is you know, and again, I have a super soft spot for um, John Woo movies, you know, yeah. especially of the Chow Yun Fat variety, and. I never felt like his U.S. movies were, were. Um, I never, I never think maybe he didn't get enough control over them. I think Hard Target might be his best U.S. movie, to be honest with you. Um, but people were really up on him at the time. But was, yeah, I, it's he's great. But anyway, the uh, there's something there's something maybe that didn't quite translate with how the actors work. But Travolta and Cage are so down for this movie. Like the, it wins you over. Like they're they're having a lot of fun doing it. I mean, obviously, when you put five foot eight, if you put a five foot eight Nick Cage's face on a six foot two John Travolta or whatever, I mean, it's a you have to. You Is Nick Cage that small? I don't think he's tall. I think he's. Are you I think sure? He's, I think he's small. That doesn't seem correct to me. Anyway, he seems hulking at times. Oh, <laughs> I don't think he's hulking. And then, uh, and of course. And of course, it also feeds into the um, into the um, into my personal mythology that my wife dated Alessandro Nivola in college. So, <laughs> so whenever we see, so whenever Face Off comes on, That's I totally funny. watch it. I think it's a good movie. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's got it's very stylized, obviously, and everybody's in for it. So Nick Cage um, is six foot. Yeah, come on. Okay, five eleven. Whatever. He's not five eight. <laughs> He's not Tom Cruise. He's saying. not, but you know, it's funny because it's the face swap thing, and obviously yeah. John Travolta is much bigger in all sort of ways. Than, yes, than Nick Cage. Is. I always thought that. I thought the fact that Travolta was like fairly out of shape was the more <laughs> like, how are you doing that? And they like sort of just hand wave it. Like I don't know, we're shooting you with lasers. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's lasers, and uh, we're swapping your faces, and but your voices aren't swapped yeah like, it's like whatever. then did they did they shoot the fat onto caster's body <laughs> that's the thing i really because they I, i'll buy that they have some sort of magic liposuction fine well, by the way face off is my number one body swap movie it's my uh, number one i could talk about we could talk about only face off on this podcast <laughs> for two years and i could probably like be fine with that <laughs> right. i watched face off so many times between like 1997 and 2000 um it just the campiness works for me. Uh, the action's incredible. Um, it's it's corny in the right ways. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the, the plot holes are, they hand wave them correctly. Like, oh, there's nothing just... about it that doesn't work for me. <laughs> the, um, yes. And who's, who plays the wife? Who plays the Anne Archery wife? Uh, Eve Archer. Or no, who plays Eve Archer? Sorry, yes. Uh, Joan, Joan Allen. Allen. Yes. Yes. The, uh, I always call it the Anne Archery wife. Because remember, remember when Anne Archer had to play the beleaguered wife for like 15 years of her career? Like, well, it was confusing you... too that her name was Eve Archer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just screwed it up in real time. Right. Yes. But the, uh, no, that movie, that movie's, uh, that movie's, it's very enjoyable. Is it a good movie? It's the best but... movie. <laughs> I do love it. I do love it. That's uh, there's no question about it. All right, um, and so that leaves you with since I since that was your number one. What was yes. your number two? Uh, big, big. Yeah. Okay, so it's big and it's face off, and that's a great double feature. Big, where a 28 year old woman sleeps with a 12 year old boy. Everybody's. I mean, hey, <laughs> hey, I can't say that I wasn't thinking about it. When I was 12 years old. I was like, how about All that right. lady? I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, maybe sophomore year. Yeah. Um, Pacey, Pacey, your name was Pacey. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> okay. I would like to. I did not do anything. I just, um, my, a friend of my father's, my stepfather, he had to go, like, we lived in Alaska. So, like, when you had to leave the state for any period of time, it was just this, it's a big pain in the ass, right? Because you're far away. And anyway, I don't remember the circumstances. Anyway. His wife had come stay with us, like, for a fairly extended period of time in our house. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, much younger than he was. Like, she was closer to my age than she was his age. All right. So we're hey. talking, like, we're talking, like, 40-year-old dude, late 20s kind of, kind of early 30s kind of wife? I think closer to 20, closer to her late 20s than early 30s, yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, I was just like... I, just, I had a lot of thoughts. That's all. <laughs> and I was like, you know, 15. Fair. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a situation that it's difficult for a 15 year old boy to have a attractive. And it was a weird situation. Cause like that yeah. guy that was a friend of my stepdad was a weird dude. And like, this was an attractive woman. And I was like, what's happening? It is. It is. Uh, it is Alaska. There's some weird stuff going on up there. It's true. And it's like it's like, it's like Harold and Kumar, where the, the 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 dude picks him up, the the tow truck driver, that weird tow truck driver picks him up, and they go to his house, and his wife's all good looking. <laughs> you never know. You don't know what's going on in people's lives. You never know. All right, my number one. Now this is again, this is a product of me being um, a, a young person um, stuck at home with HBO and mm-hmm. no no supervision. But Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin's All of Me, which. You might not be familiar with. I definitely but, am not familiar. But with. here's the deal: before before we had Jim Carrey, people don't realize that we had Steve Martin, and Steve Martin is a terrific physical comedy. And the story is that Lily Tomlin's this rich woman who decides she's going to have her soul placed into uh, a, a, a a surrogate, sort of you know, sort of being John Malkovich style, which could have showed up here. Mm, I Surprise. almost put it on the list. It felt like too far, too big of a stretch for what we were doing here. But anyway, but then the bowl that holds her soul ends up falling out of a window and clonking Steve Martin. Okay. And so whenever he looks in the mirror, he sees Lily Tomlin. They were both, you know, they're both super famous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great movie. And it's, and Steve Martin is super funny. And it's, and it's one of those things that it ran on HBO every day for, for four years. And I watched it a ton, and there, 
And there's the spiritual guy I always remember. Her name was Edwina Cutwater. And um, and he would, there's this whole like whole scene where it's like, and the accent plays, the, the, the Indian accent, like, put Edwina back in bowl, back in bowl, back in, yes. And then Steve Martin's trying to like figure out you know, how to get Edwina Cutwater's soul out of his body and back in the thing and get her on to moving on. But I see it's, but they share, that's your number one. Yeah. I mean, there's, (laughs) it has such a, again, I think I, like I said, I credit it to the fact that I watched it a hundred million times when I was like 10 years old Mm -hmm. and it's really funny. And I really like Steve Martin. And I think, I think we forget about Steve Martin because he doesn't work anymore Mm -hmm. in, he doesn't, he doesn't make movies anymore. Man, Steve Martin's so funny. I remember having all those like my for some odd reason, like his comedy albums ended up in my house. And mm-hmm. I used to listen to those Steve Martin records when I was way too young to get most of the jokes. But you know so as I grew up with Steve Martin, as he got super famous, I've always been a huge Steve Martin fan. So okay. oh, I like Steve Martin. He's he's great. Yeah. It's a great it's 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 probably dated. It's probably difficult to watch now, but uh it's it's a comedy it's like like all the things sort of hit. Like it's a he's very physical. It's a very physical comedy role, and Steve Martin was rarely ever funnier than that. So, it's like sounds like this. You like it for the same reason that I I, I like vice versa. It's of a time. It's got a like a distinct seventies feel. Yeah, like a yeah, like a late uh, like a early eighties kind of okay, uh, yeah, like feel. Like vice versa is nineteen eighty eight, and it feels exactly like nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, that's a, so that's a, that's good. So if um, there we go, there's our body swaps. And if you'd like to throw your um, opinion into our body swap stack rank, please uh, say so in Twitter when you uh, when we post this. As um, maybe uh, maybe you'll get um, being John Malkovich into your into into your list, which it just sort of occurred to me. So it probably should be there. It just it I don't know if it qualifies. It's it's more of a fantasy possession movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is a body yeah body swap. I'm I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm putting The Exorcist in for the my favorite body swap movie. <laughs> so there you have it. All right, all right. Last segment. All right, where are we on time tonight? Well, we're doing pretty well. We're fine. All right, so um. Passive aggressive notes. So there's, as, as often we will we will sort of mine the internet for for fun things. And these uh, these passive aggressive notes. I'm not a mean person, like by nature. Like I I tend not to I tend not to try to throw things in people's face, like in a in a hurtful way. Like some you know I'm always joking about stuff. But there are there are there's something f- amazingly hilarious to me about the anonymous note. Because I think I could be, if I was anonymous, I think I would be much more apt to, like, smash people. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not the kind of person who can smash people to their face. No. It's just not who I am. But, so I felt like, I felt like some of these notes were just really funny. And because I think it, it, it sort of appeals to my, my inner desire to be mean but also to remain anonymous and <laughs> be seen as friendly. <laughs> well, see, I have conflicted feelings with this because I'm definitely the kind of person that would put up a sign if there's a need for a sign. But then also I find the responses funny, even though I would be very irritated. But I also wouldn't, I would, 
I would pick my sign wordage very carefully because people are asking for it on some of the signs they put up trying to get people's behavior. Sure. Correct. Um, I can't remember. I put up, I, can't, I wish I could remember. I put up some sign at the work bathroom one time. Like, just basically like, this is disgusting and we all have to use this. Can you please keep it like under control? <laughs> Something to <laughs> that effect. Could you, could you just please have regular diarrhea as opposed to explosive <laughs> diarrhea? Just what is going on? If you just leave it like you found it, please. Or at least try, right? Please try. Yeah. So the, uh, like this first one, it's like someone posted a a note that says, please remember to date the food cans. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Of course, you've left yourself wide open for the, for the uppercut here, which is tried on occasion, three occasions to date cans. They only think of me as a friend. (laughs) That's just a dad joke response. (laughs) Which again, why it sort of appeals to me. What what uh, what what uh, what one did you like? I really like the one where the woman puts up the sign. Well, I, I shouldn't say I know it's a woman. I guess I'm making an assumption because it's a reindeer mug. But the sign says, people know not to touch my mug. It is the one with reindeers on it. And to, <laughs> people know. Okay. Right. So you've clearly been a problem. You've made problems for people about the <laughs> mug before. That's the thing, right? Like, So there's an established pattern of behavior. And then the response is just so great because it's, a picture of everyone touching the mug at the same time, and this caption is, we can't help it, it's so beautiful. And they've pinned it up right underneath the other sign, and that is just, that's classic. That's like, you know, I don't know, Christine's really upset that somebody keeps using her reindeer mug, but let's give her a hard time about it anyway. (laughs) Now, I have to ask you, since so many of these are office-type environments, these signs, and and a lot of times dealing with the fridge, did you, have you, are you, have you ever stolen fridge food from the office no me neither never not once no so this this puts me on to my next favorite one which is somebody posted this thing that says strange new trend at the office people putting names on food in the company fridge today i had a tuna sandwich named kevin (laughs) (laughs) which makes me laugh i mean i don't i don't you know even as when i had roommates i never even ate my roommates food like I just, I didn't, I, I'm always like, I've always been wired to like, you know, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And I don't really violate that very frequently. Um, I remember like getting very, like maybe overly frustrated one time when someone had obviously stolen my lunch out of the fridge. And because my days were so tight, my time, my, my allotted window to eat was so small that I, I don't have time you, to go. You were victimized. You, yes, you've been, I don't have you're, time you're, to go a, do something else. You're a, you're a lunch victim. I have been a lunch victim. It never happened oh again God. because uh, I raise hell about it. So at the company that we both work, people for, know not to steal my lunch because <laughs> I will beat the <laughs> shit out of you. I find you. No, in the company we both worked for, when I worked in the Portland location, there was this, there was this, um, and at Josh. Josh Wittas will back me up on this. Um, there was this rash of of um, f- lunch theft, mm. and it it turned into this giant reply all. Like it became this. Somebody emails the entire DL for the building. It's like who fucking stole my lunch? And it <laughs> kept going on and on and every day. And it was like, God damn it, my lunch. And like it was it was not. And of course, at some point, executives are like having to get on the on the operations people like we can't what stop you need to stop this please please stop whatever's happening 
with this with whatever's going on here because it's embarrassing but the person just would not let it go and and the person i guess was just sort of emboldened by this whole thing and just kept stealing the guy's lunch psychopath behavior though oh it just got it was so bad you're at work i right. yeah i can't i can't even begin to fathom that you would bring your poor behavior to the office it's amazing to me how how people conduct themselves the early days the early days of that job when i was in my 20s definitely felt more like college like right. it had a it had a very collegiate feel to it like there were a lot of young people working there and everybody was sort of kind of half off their rocker and like working hard but like weren't, we weren't very professionally mature <laughs> yes well i'll tell you that even when you worked there later and i was in my early 20s it was still like that just maybe not for you <laughs> yes i had i had graduated <laughs> right beyond that yeah but uh yes that's uh that's that's funny the um Yes, here's the. There's a picture of a refrigerator, uh-huh. where the the um, the um, the person had labeled all the food not Debbie's. So fuck you, Debbie. You eating my shit. This is not yours, Debbie. So Stop. how do you feel about the um, the the one? And I'm sorry, did you have something else to say about Debbie's no. food stealing habits? I thought it was, I thought you were bookending the the office theft there with that no. one. No, that's more of a that feels more like a roommate thing to me. Like not Debbie's. No, I, in my roommate years, mm-hmm. um, we ate out so much that there was never any sort of like, and I wasn't going to steal your leftovers for God's sake from the restaurant. So, no. so basically, the only thing we ever, as a single person with a roommate, all we ever had in the kitchen were condiments and leftovers, mm-hmm. and no one was stealing any of that. Right. So, yeah, you were welcome to any. You were welcome to all the ketchup you wanted. <laughs> I used my roommate's deodorant a couple times because I hadn't, I couldn't get to the store. <laughs> Did you tell your roommate? He figured it out and then he got mad. I was like, "Sorry, I, I'll buy you another one." I just haven't had time to go to the store. It's not on purpose. I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's gross too. <laughs> but we I also shared deodorant in high school. Like, wouldn't you ever like sometimes be like, "Oh shit, well, I'm out of are you like you like after football practice, yeah. like your buddy be like, "Hey, can you can you loan me your pit stick?" Yeah, and whatever. My roommate was a fastidious type. <laughs> enjoy me touching his stuff yeah don't you touch my stuff so how do you feel about this one where people use the ketchup and mustard to leave a note on the table that says we waited 30 minutes no service bad terrible you know I, I always feel like people who are cruel to restaurant workers like deserve a certain there's a special place in hell for those people. Also, did it ever occur to you to stand up out of your chair and go tap somebody on the shoulder or just, you know, go back to the host or the hostess or the bartender and be like, hey, we've been manager, sitting over here for about 15 minutes? Just walk. I mean, that's the easiest route to a free meal, first of all. Uh huh. You just walk up to the hostess and the manager and say, excuse me, but we were seated 30 minutes ago and no one's come to take our drink order or our food order. But instead, you. you you got up the balls to do low-level vandalism. <laughs> right. Like, you're so scared to have a conversation because you're just so entitled. Yeah. Right. When I was in college, we would eat at this place called, well, I don't know. They have macaroni grill. Like, um, I don't know if they have macaroni grill anymore. It's around. Yeah. But it's, it was, you know, it's one of those larger chain Italian-type restaurants. and But they give you the paper. They, they give you the paper uh, um, tablecloth. And you know we'd always strike up a nice conversation with the with the with our server, and so we'd start making a graph on the <laughs> a tip graph on the thing like when they would come fill up the 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 the, the drink the the tip graph would go up, mm. 
and like I'd make a graph, like time, what time it was, and how what the percentage was. And I would just, and as they came by and did good things, I would just like tick it up. And then once it got to twenty, it would just level off. Yay! Like that, right? Yay! With a big smiley face on it. <laughs> all right. I wasn't being an asshole. I was just like, all right, thanks, thanks for the good service, and you. That's it. I okay. I mean, I hear you. I was young. It maybe yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a, maybe an a hole thing to do, but I it was. I thought it was cute at the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that also you just people don't want to have confrontation, but they do feel aggrieved, so they're willing to like write notes. Like the, the people do that, you know, the receipt note. Yes. Right. Yes. Like yeah, I've definitely written a receipt note once or once or twice. Yeah. Which is just a coward's move. Yeah, like you you lo- you tip them low and say and say. You never came back and asked me. F- to, you never came back to refill my water or something. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not even memorable enough for me to. I don't know. I think I drew a penis and wrote, "Here's a tip." Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> not great. Not, not great. Oh god. Pretty bad. I I very rarely stiffed a server, but I have. But it was egregious. I mean, it was yeah. like it was it was very it was exceedingly poor and malicious behavior that i was getting from the server yes okay so do you remember kachina kachina sure uh that's what it was is uh you drew to, on the paper i used to i used to uh yeah i used to I, frequent the south center location quite often okay yeah so <laughs> we got really poor service there and i'm I just i think it's mostly because we were just youngish dudes and i think the service is like i'm not going to bother with those guys because they're not uh-huh. going to tip me anyway or whatever i don't know but she wasn't very cool she was like extremely just off-putting and rude the whole time and that's where I drew the penis on the table with the crayon. So real cool by me. I guess, you know, she was right. If she thought we were going to be dicks. Right. Yeah. Here we go. The last one I was going to mention was the one here um, where the boyfriend has unclogged the drain and used the hair, the, uh, the enormous amount of hair to stick, uh, make it basically a murder sign on the wall that says I unclogged the drain in hair. But I can relate to this because it's really gross to have to clear out the drain, especially when you're not the one that, because your hair, because your hair is now clogging up the drain all that long. All, <laughs> hey, look, I, clean, winter, I clean, winter, I clean, up after myself. Your winter soldier hair I is clean all up after up. myself. That's all I'm asking. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you just clean it out every time, mm-hmm. there is no need to unclog the drain. Right. It is a right. daily maintenance type situation. As you get out of the tub or the shower, scoop it up. Chuck grab it. A, if you don't want to touch it, even though it's, it's your own hair, it's grab hair. a piece of toilet it's, paper. I don't and, care. And it's clean. Take it with you. Because you've shampooed. Take it with you. <laughs> this is, I mean, the person who did this, and I'm just assuming, you know, as this dude, this dude is not going to get to make out with his girlfriend for quite some time after this. I don't know. Like, if you, if I'm dating you and I do this to you and you don't at least partially laugh, then we probably need to break up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. This, this is, I'm going to bet this is headed for a breakup. Most likely. Anyway. All right. Well, you know what part of the show this is? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right, we've got some, um, some Halloween holdovers here. In the, in, but I'm going to start with uh, a timely one about politics that was from Tuesday. <laughs> George Washington is the only president who didn't blame the previous administration. <laughs> Oh, yes, he did. So much so that he sent them back across the ocean. There you right. Just saying. Where not do to, rabbits not, learn... Not to, not, to, not to shit on that guy. Not to shit on that dad joke. 
<laughs> I don't care. I didn't write it. Where do rabbits learn to fly? In the Hair Force. That's the next branch of the military if Trump gets reelected. <laughs> the Hair Force. Along yeah. By the way, the side note, sidebar, um, the Space Force... The Space Force um, ad, I thought, was uh, had potential. Okay. I know, I posted it a little while ago. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice. I, I, all I know about it is the star, they're using the Star Trek logo. Star it's, Trek stole... Anyway, we'll go into that some other day. Oh, from the... Yes. It's I, the Apollo. It's Right. Star Trek stole the Apollo logo. Well, still, I don't think you wanted your Space Force launch to look like the United Federation of Planets. Well, I mean, I do. I like the United <laughs> Federation of Planets. <laughs> It's not Space Force unless your communicators make that noise before you talk. <laughs> Why don't mummies go on summer vacation? They're afraid to relax and unwind. <laughs> I like this. I like this one. Um, oh, I think this is supposed to be. Yeah, this is supposed to be the last one. I'm gonna save it. Uh, okay. What do optometrists get out, give out on Halloween? Candy corneas. Oh God. <laughs> There's a long joke here that the punchline is the spirit was weak, but the flash or the spirit was willing, but the flash was weak instead of the flesh was weak. Okay. Um, and it's a long story about trying to take a picture of a ghost and I'm not even going to bother. Is it, a, <laughs> is it a captain boomerang joke? No. What's that? <laughs> the flash joke. Oh, the superhero. Oh, flash okay. was weak. The flash was weak. joke. He, he was weak. Yeah. Uh, I like this one for Halloween. Dr. Frankenstein entered a bodybuilding competition and discovered he had seriously misunderstood the objective. Dr. Frankenstein as Amelia Bedelia. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, I broke my finger today, but on the other hand, I'm completely fine. And then I got a bonus one for you. Okay. That I discovered elsewhere. Oh, where did it go? I love this part of the show. Oh, my God. All right. Well, tell me yours while I try to find this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. Marriage is like a deck of cards. In the beginning, all you need is two hearts and a diamond. By the end, you wish you had a club and a spade. <laughs> Fair. The um, Mine was, uh, I had the satellite on my... I had this. I had my, I had my Directv satellite fixed the other day. When I asked how much, the guy said no charge. Uh, it's on the house. You hit it, indeed. Okay. There we go. What if it was a solar powered satellite? <laughs> then maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um. Overtime. Overtime. All right. So, um. Obviously, we are lingering here in what I like to call 264 purgatory. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently will be until maybe the 12th. I don't what, what, so I'm not really sure. It seemed like, it seemed like things were, things were progressing along and then now things are not progressing along. I think things are still progressing along. So right now we're looking at a situation where by the time we're done counting votes in Georgia, it's most, there's almost no way at this point that Georgia doesn't go blue. It's almost impossible. Um, there'd have to be some kind of insane, insane surprise from a county that has never that hasn't voted Republican in like forty years or something like that, right? Um, and that's really all that matters. So I believe, right? It's just he's like dormy right now. Basically, he's dormy. 
Yeah, like he like, so and so next next state wins. Next if Biden gets any uh, any any other state. No, Arizona gets him to 269. So if, if oh. it was if it was, if <laughs> oh, it was the other way around, yeah, so Oh, I thought he was um, dormy. No, uh Georgia though, if Georgia goes blue, that's it. It's over. All right. Okay. But here's what's going to happen. So this is why we didn't want to have a close election because this was very predictable because you knew that Trump was going to do this Trump shit if it was close. And that's why we needed, uh, you know, a dom- like a, an overall dominant performance from Democrats. Yeah. And I mean, you've got con- just in- tons of insane posting from right-wing media. And I-, I would like them to explain to me that if-, if the fix is in for Biden, why we, and I don't say we, but why Democrats went ahead and lost the Senate races that they needed to pick up. Like, we're going to fix the election, but we're, we're only going to do it halfway. That makes all that we're going to lose house races that were weren't supposed to be competitive, and we're going to not get the Senate. That's how fixed it is. Um, so I, you know, I, there's not there's no evidence. Doesn't make any sense. But hey, when has that stopped Donald right. Trump? Well, the the, yeah, the narrative avenues have opened up, right? And now and now people are just going to say what they say. I don't know. Like for me, proof is the pudding. Let's just get. I mean, let's let's count all the votes. Let's see where they land. I mean, you're still going to get a lot of people who are going to complain about the Electoral College and all these other things, and this is all fine. Those are those are things that get complained about every four years. Um, but but now we're into something much we're into something. It's 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 much more serious than hanging chads. Like like so, you know, for the people who don't quite re- can't can't quite recall Bush Gore. Oh, somebody tweeted today like. Y'all, our parents had to wait until December 12th to find out about Bush Gore. It's like, your parents? Oh, you're killing me. I voted in that election. Fuck. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I mean, so, but this is so much, this is so much, I mean, this is so much worse and so much deeper and such a, it's, it's going to be really trying. And I think that, I think that people are, I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. And, well, that's the but, issue. But, it's, Sorry, but it's all bad. But whatever happens, whatever happens, whatever happens at this point is going to be like unpleasant. Well, right? there's a lot of stuff that's going to go on. One, this this continued like nonsensical protestation is going to continue, and that's why when you say we might not know until the twelfth, well, we might know by midnight our time tonight because they're counting, still counting votes in Georgia, um, and that's like I said, that's it. But it doesn't matter like if if it's over or not trump will not concede so you're not going to get an actual winner until the vote the, the the vote tally is certified by these states and that's going right. to be 2 weeks from now sure right yeah, there's, so there, there's no concession no one's conceding no, no biden's not conceding trump's not conceding no one's conceding so yeah so we're going we're going to have to go through vote certifications in all these in all the swing states and all the close states right yeah so just sit back relax <laughs> and just but but people who but the other thing is people who say wait trump you're fired you're out of here we don't have to hear from you ever again uh hold the phone you don't think that that the next four if trump loses you don't think the next four years is not going to be trump in your grill for the next four years and then getting back on the ballot in 2024 you're fucking crazy he's told it's it's happening and so just get used to it. So I mean, whatever happens, whatever happens, you either get, we either get, you either get a four year, four more years of a Trump presidency, or you get a Biden presidency, and Trump is just going to be more loud, 
and more obnoxious. But when he's and not back- the president, Twitter can take it. Twitter, Twitter can suspend his account. Like he's like, you know, he's just a person now. He's gonna. You can't just go off. Well, he is an ex-president. We'll see. But here's what happens. Of course, it's gonna, and then, and then he's gonna get back on the ballot in 2024 to take on whomever. And and Biden said he's only gonna run one. And the thing is, Biden's gonna be a. He's going to be really old. He'll be eighty and, by, the end of his, by the end of his term. And 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 let's be honest, like some of the things that he says on the campaign trail have been a little shaky. Like in terms, he, of, he doesn't always. He's not always as sharp as he needs to be. Uh, I think he, it's a. It does words, definitely. His focus has improved as we have come down the stretch. Yes, the the Ritalin has kicked in, but the uh, <laughs> but the words sometimes the words sometimes don't match what he, you know he's thinking. Right. Mm. You but, so. You mentioned the Electoral College, and I just have to say, like, whether, however you feel about it, like, and it, the idea that it, it, it essentially was an intermediary to make sure that the popular vote didn't override the wealthy landowners' desires at, at the time. That's why it exists. Right. Um, it, when we have a situation where right now, like, the, right now, the popular vote gap's like four plus million, right? It's, uh, or not quite four million, just, just under four million. Either way. Right. I'm looking at it right now. Sure. It, uh, the popular vote count difference is 3.8 million. That's more than the total number of people that live in 35 of the states. Like, oh, like the total population of 35 of the states that that get that get electoral votes. Yes. Like four, like four million people. They're not four million people in Montana, Wyoming. Correct. These other places. Well, maybe maybe I have it wrong. Either way, it's either it's either it's more than it's. Sorry, not combined. It's more the gap is more than thirty-five individual states, right? And right. I, I think that that lends to say that we have a bit of a a bit of a problematic electoral system. It, but here's the here's the thing about the electoral college, though it is it is a compromise, which is something that we've forgotten how to do in this country entirely. But the only way to get the states to band together was to so hey, Rhode Island want to be part of the United States? It's like why? So New York can just pick our so New York can just pick our, our president every year. Like we don't want this. Right. No, I understand. And so, and so they compromised. They said, okay, let's figure out a way to get you into it. And of course, maybe your representation will, won't be, it's certainly not proportional. It's, I mean, it, it doesn't, I mean, it's Rhode Island has more representation than, than, than no, the Senate, population. Is, the Senate the, itself is, is undemocratic, is, right? Yeah, it's made it's made that way, but yeah. it's, it's done that way on purpose. It's done as a compromise, and that's a compromise for a world that doesn't exist anymore. Though it's a lot like like uh, you know dated amendments. Um, but or, but if but if you were but but this is the other thing. It's like it's easy to argue it on one side when you're on that side, but if you if you hop over the fence, you know I I feel for I feel for Eastern Washingtonians. I feel for like farmers and. St- those folks who have no say in in you do because Washington i feel politics. like their move is when if you don't like it move they say that shit all the time no i mean no but i that's they, but i no. hear it all the time oh i'm sorry okay. you don't you 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 don't love america exactly like it is well then you should leave no i mean so if you don't I'm like not, i'm not live, gonna def- i'm not gonna defend that argument i'm not gonna defend their that i'm not gonna defend because i've never said that to anyone i'm not saying you have but what i'm saying is i understand that they are they their needs from their government aren't being met at the at, because we have it's basically urban versus rural at this point 
But how does like, that mean that their needs the, aren't being met? I disagree that their needs aren't being met. I think that maybe their desires for their the desires culture, aren't being met. With regard they're, to the like a culture conflict, sure. But are their needs not being met? Are the policies not serving them because they they don't? That's really not how it functions, right? I mean, it's not like farmers aren't getting subsidies when there's a Democrat in office. It's a representative. Their 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 representation in the state of Washington is 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 low because they have they're the lower population. I get it. They have mo- they they deal with they have they have most of the land and very little of the say, which is and and that's all I'm saying. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I, I understand where where you can feel very disenfranchised by it and 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 feel like you're on the outside looking in. This I I really feel like if you look at all the maps which I've been, you know, you see on TV over and over again, it is it is a very it's a very blue urban area, of course, you know, surrounded by very red. But the land areas. doesn't vote. If you look at the population map, it doesn't look weird at all. I agree, but this is where we get. This is the. This is the. This is the. This is the schism in the country. You have, you have city values versus country values, and I. And again, I'm not going to argue on one side or the other because I grew up in a town that has country values, and I get it, and. Here's the thing, though. No one's stopping you from having conservative values. Conservative values aim to restrict the rights of others. There's nothing about, like, now, if you want to get into an argument about whether or not you should be able to discriminate at someone with your business, because that's how you feel about their life and your religion, that's, you know, that's an argument that at least I, I can understand where you're coming from. But this whole, like, I mean, the thing with access to abortion. Now, you may believe that it's one way, but no one is telling you that you have to get one because it's legal for others. Whereas the restriction, so the equality isn't about the representation of their need. Like if, I, if they were like being ignored and they weren't like the quality of life was low and everything like that. But I, I think that in reality, most people who want more progressive policies want things to be better for everyone. And that includes people who don't want to vote for those policies. It's not that much different than when you know, the tribalism that's associated with the Affordable Care Act, right? People hate, like, it's it's unfavorable when it's called Obamacare. And then when you tell those same people it's the Affordable Care Act, suddenly it's like a 75% approval rate. So it's just that this association, that the, the brain worms, honestly, the point, and I, I mean, the poisoning that's been, that's gone on in, in the media ecosystem has just been, you know, it's, it's caused this rot that's created this, this false world that exists and so i I, it's not it's 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 not a false world it's a real world that exists maybe it's based on what you might consider false pretenses but they're real they're i mean but it's very real there's a very real there's a very real divide between urban and rural people in this country and i think that's where i think that's where and you'll and you're seeing things start to even out which is making it interesting i mean from a from a extremely high turnout yeah, so you get so but now the, you but see the, that, but the red votes include that, people that like believe in QAnon and like and, and think that Donald Trump is a pedophilia warrior. I don't, I don't have, and that's any, not a small I, portion of the, the electorate. That has nothing to do with anything that I'm talking about. This is, I mean, you're, you've obviously jumped into this, this, into these details. What I'm telling you is that we have very much a fifty. It's very close to a fifty-fifty Senate, and and the the House of Representatives is getting a little more even this time around this time through and we have a we have a presidential election that's essentially a coin flip and so uh, it's not gonna that's what i'm saying though it's a it's a four million vote difference in a country with what 180 million eligible voters 
so it's cl- it's a coin flip in the sense that even when the electoral college is, fin- is finished, like if these counts are done the way we the, the way it looks like they're going to be finished, it's going to end up being like two eighty five, not two seventy, because Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona and Nevada should probably were most likely to all be blue, and it's not going to be as close as it looks at the moment. And it's not like, you know, people cover it like a horse race. It's not, it's not, the votes exist. It's not a, you know, I mean, like it's just because you're, the order that you're counting in them does, there's no lead. You know what I mean? Like you, it, it's only because of, that's how counting works. That it's, right. that it appears to be close. Yeah. And frankly, the, it, the media has an incentive to portray it as close. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I mean, if you're looking at, well, 4 million people. Yeah. I mean, well, it's a 10, it's maybe what a 10% difference. Right. But the rhetoric is such that we have people armed people trying to stage an assault on the the commonwealth city center in in pennsylvania in philadelphia yeah in philadelphia because they believe that some crime is occurring and that they need to go intervene on behalf of i don't know i mean if this was really happening don't we think the law enforcement would be would be part of this or i mean if this was actually if there was real evidence it's it's out of it's just out of hand is my point is like I'm all for representative government, and I would like to give people who don't have as much say as much say as, as they need to have. But right at this point, we're not dealing with a shared set of facts, so it's not even like they're voting with information that's accurate. It's just tribalism. Like you see c- celebrities like Kevin Sorbo saying, "I've never seen anybody f- driving around with a Biden flag. How's this guy get any of these votes?" And it's like that's the, your well, that's attitude. Just dumb. Well, that's just dumb. Right, but that's. <laughs> I'm not it's trying not, to it's, it's generalize. Not legal, it's not illegal to be dumb. <laughs> no, I know it's not. But it is when you when you when you have decided that you know you reject science and you reject um, just actual just facts. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Well, we can't get. I mean, this is the this is the the, the battleground for facts is also another another issue that we're dealing with in this country, and. I just don't think we're as divided as it looks. And I think it has a lot to do with the, the lack of a shared set of, of facts to debate. As you and I have talked about before on this podcast, that governance is supposed to be about the different ways to accomplish basically the same thing, not some holy culture, culture war. And it's, it's insane now. And I mean, I, I don't know when exactly it started. You could point a lot of different thing, fingers at a lot of different things. I think one of the, the things that is missing from our politics period is there hasn't been a message about populism that's been popular basically since FDR. And I don't, and I think we, I think the country is, is kind of to some, to some extent crying out for it, that they want someone to rescue them from sort of the predatory capitalism that they exist through on a day-to-day basis, a, a large majority of people. And I mean, you know, FDR did like 20% socialism after mass, massive pressure from activists at the time. And they wanted to make him president for life. Right. He got three terms like the guy was like crazy popular. He did a lot of shitty things in addition to delivering, you know, positivity to a lot of people. And then there's this slowly been this dismantling of that state where we were trying to give people a leg up if, if things weren't going so well. Anyway, I, I've kind of got far afield. My, my point is simply that I, I to me, if you have you have haven't had a Republican president win a popular vote, what, in like nine elections? And since since Reagan, yeah, that's that's probably uh, correct. No, yeah. Bush, Bush, since H. W. Bush. Well, yeah, are we talking about two thousand? Because that's in question, right? <laughs> no, not W. Bush, H. W. Bush. Oh, did he win a popular? Dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's I mean so so that I mean yeah I don't this is, I just, this is this, I mean it's 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 
the game has changed, out. Chris. I, w- I was yeah. just I, I'm with you with on this for a long time, but now there's been a a perversion of the judiciary. And like I said, if your goal is to restrict rights of others, I just I, I can't get on board with you having more access to representation. Why is that the goal? Well, I shouldn't. If that if you want to live in a country, I come back more and more to if you really want to live in a country where these rights are restricted, we need to have a different like there has to you have to have a different country then because I'm, yeah, I'm, a not human telling, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not advocating for the restriction of anyone's rights. I'm, I'm not just, saying you I'm are. Just saying, I'm just saying from a point of view, from a, from a, from a point of view, there are, you're going to see, you're going to, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see more of a migration. I mean, I think you're going to see people migrate to, I think you're going to see more red states, more blue states that, and you're going to see it come apart more. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see the percentages come apart more. You're going to see something like there's a, there's a, there's a lot of media and, and sort of at least conservative media and whatnot who are moving out of New York and out of LA and they're moving to Nashville. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of migration and you're going to see a lot of coalescing of urban conservatives who are going to move out of, of traditional liberal urban areas like LA and New York. And they're going to pick places like Nashville being, being, being a, perfect example where you're going to see you're going to see a lot of pickup in that way so you're so swing states are going to start melting which is to say there aren't going to be any <laughs> and and at that point maybe at that point you know the the uh, the electoral college probably isn't going to make any sense because at some point in the next two or three elections so we'll call it maybe the next 12 12 or 15 years uh-huh. There aren't going to be swing states. Swing states aren't going to exist anymore. Well, there won't be a reapportionment of house seats though until there's another census, and that's not for another ten years. Yeah, but I'm so even if these people do leave, and you're not going to get that representation for until 2030. No, but you're going to just see that like Georgia right now is a swing state, and it might flip blue, and you might see people who live in Georgia move to Alabama, just because they don't want to deal, and so Alabama will never flip. Uh-huh. And then they'll just let, and Georgia will just go away. And then you, I think you're going to see more and more of this. You're going to see more, you're going to see fewer and fewer battleground states as we go, as people say, well, my, my, my views aren't being served here. I'm going to go to where my, to a state where my views are better served. And you're just going to, you're, you're going to start seeing that. And I, and I, and I, and we'll see maybe in the next eight, 12, you know, 16 years, we might, we might, uh, I mean, I'll used to be old and crappy by then, but it will be like by the time I'm like 60, 66 years old or whatever, we'll see what happens. But that's my, that's, that's where my head is right now. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see the, the gaps widen as opposed to the gaps close. Yeah. I mean, if you were an enterprising billionaire with a technology company, you could open an office in Wyoming and hire 80,000 people and all of a sudden turn that state blue. Like there's you, way there's there's lots of things that you, there, you, weird you shit's gonna could. happen. Well, I mean, you, and you it's not illegal it to do that. Just to be no, <laughs> to be you clear. See, I mean, you you see it, you see it happening with Texas right now. I mean, there's a lot of people who are leaving. There are a lot of people who are leaving California because they don't like it anymore. <laughs> right. But 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 then they they you know that this is a reason why you know Arizona's a flip, mm. um, Nevada's a flip. You know, I mean these these were these were not these were not blue states even remotely two elections ago. No, 
So I mean, well, what two you're elections seeing is, ago, yes. But you're gonna see, you're gonna see this mig- So you're gonna see a migration, but it's gonna be based on it's gonna be based on political migrations because people can work from anywhere now. Like I mean, if you're tied yeah. to the land, if you're like an, in agriculture, okay. But if you're if you're if you're an information worker, or and you have particular political views, there's nothing stopping you from saying, I don't want to live in this state that doesn't serve my political views. I will go to a different state. Mm-hmm. And and so like I said, you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of these you're gonna see a lot of uh you're gonna see the these these battleground states sort of sort of disappear. And then at that point it's like, well then why have an electoral college if you know that the the states are all gonna just flop out of the on the map. It's like here are your here are your electoral votes. Right. And then and then that's that. But then the argument probably goes away anyway, and it probably still continues to exist because there's no reason to abolish it. And if we don't have to change anything, Lord knows we won't. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't. It's gonna, it's gonna be a weird situation when there's a weak Senate and you know a potential Democratic president, Democratic House, and it's gonna be a lot like Obama's second term, where yeah. there's gonna be a lot of EOs and not a lot of legislation, and it's gonna be frustrating as hell. Well, yeah, I mean that's for sure, and, and then, a lot of EOs and a lot of Supreme Court shit shenanigans. Yeah. So yeah, we're like I said, we're sort of in this sort of purgatory thing where everything's really balanced, and nothing's going to be able to get done. Yeah. And mean, I mean, meanwhile, you know, we're, and we're, then the clock it, is ticking on the Earth not being habitable. If it's <laughs> if it splashes one way, hopefully, hopefully the peop, the party in power can get some shit done, and then when the pendulum swings back the other way, the other you know the other side can deal. Well, so, you know, both senators. So if it ends up forty eight, forty eight. In the, uh, or, or not 48, 48, but, uh, 50, 50. Uh, well, not 40, no, no, not 50, 50, 49, 49 in the Senate mm-hmm. or even 49, uh, 49, I'm being an idiot, 49, 47. That doesn't, but if there's no majority, well, so either way, the two Georgia Senate seats aren't going to get settled until January is what I'm getting at. Right. They're both right. going to run off. Mm-hmm. So that state is going to be like ground zero for every political donate, like every pack every activist every media person it's going to be those two senate races from now until january oh i mean i saw the i saw the money i saw the money that went into to the campaigns to try to knock off like um lindsey graham and sure and mitch mcconnell like for those races like the like the democrats poured like a hundred million bucks into each one of those into each one of those races only to but so I can't imagine. What's, wait, wait, wait. What's going on in Maine? How do you vote for Joe Biden and Susan Collins? What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? I don't, like, know I, much, I don't know much about Maine people, but Maine people strike me as like the 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 contiguous the contiguous forty eight version of of Alaska. At some point, like, they'll some, understand your weird... role in the rest of the country and take the correct action. <laughs> there's some weird shit going on in Maine. I don't uh, think you really want to know. I, I, don't I, know. I honestly don't think you want to know. I can't understand a world where you can you could vote for Joe Biden for president and Susan Collins for Senate. That's that's insane. I, I can't. I mean, it'd be one thing, like whatever. We want it, it, anyway. It's gonna be wild in Georgia. Um, you said Georgia was a swing state. It really makes me wonder, like, what would it be like if we had, you know, unfettered access and and we hadn't stripped down the Voting Rights Act two years ago and 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 all the other things that had gone into like making it harder to vote in this election. Um, what would it be like, really, if everyone who who wanted to vote could get their their vote in and yeah this is probably as close as we've come in our lifetimes i mean the two candidates right now have gotten the most can most vote they both joe biden is the the leading vote getter of all time now and donald mm-hmm. trump is number two 
Yeah. So he would have won yeah. the president. Yeah. No, so I think I think I think that. Okay, so I like the fact that that ball's rolling now, and um, and we live in Washington State, and Washington, mm-hmm. and we and we benefit from the fact that we have a system that that has been refined over many 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 years. And they've worked a lot of the kinks out, and it feels really good. Like you get your ballot, it feels really good. You, you, it feels very professional. You know, doesn't there's no there's no problems, right? No. I fill out my ballot, I get my voter pamphlet, I fill it out, I take it down. You can put it in the mail, you can take it down to the Dropbox, my local Dropbox. There are plenty of Dropboxes everywhere. And and then in a few, in a week or so, or a few days later, you look on online, your your ballot's been accepted and counted, and that's you're good. And, and but but I look at states who tried to implement. I mean, COVID's been a obviously a big, big reason that people didn't want to go out to the polls or shouldn't have to go out to the polls. Mm-hmm. But when you rush these kinds of systems into place, like it opens, it's going to open you up for these kinds of issues. Well, and Trump created a huge part of this problem by telling his people not to use the mail-in voting because this whole red mirage, like you know, blue ketchup thing that's occurring from election day votes get counted first and then the mail-in votes get counted after it, it probably wouldn't have been this severe if he just chilled with, with you know yeah. his bullshit yeah. about mail-in voting just yeah if you get a ballot fill it in put it in the mail yeah that's it and and again this is this we're we're in for a we're in for a bumpy ride here in the next couple of weeks for sure the lame duck period is gonna be some wild shit <laughs> i i'm i want to see what the pardon list looks like the pardon list is going to be self-pardon? amazing. Can you amazing. self-pardon? <laughs> the, the pardon list is going to be amazing. Oh, That's all it's I know. It's going to be awful. I don't know. Is he? I, I, I'm. Is he going to even pretend to do anything? Or is he no. just going to just oh going to tweet God. and watch news? Oh, right. Jesus. I guess it's all he did anyway. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be so bad. It's going to be bad. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's our show. Hopefully you stuck around for our politics talk. And even if you didn't, uh, we hope you're staying safe and staying healthy. And we appreciate you listening to the two on three podcast. Um, if you don't already, of course, please subscribe and a review via your favorite podcast provider. And be, don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and maybe we'll know who's president. But until then, peace.